0: to myself and to you. Glad we're reconvening on a uh, Monday. Bill Michaels show back in studio, back from South Dakota. And, uh, boy, what a weekend. Uh, the Packers get a, uh, a pretty solid win over Cincinnati. I mean, there were some things, obviously, we have to talk about. Uh, and then you've got to the Brewers getting a sweep over the weekend over the uh, Chicago White Sox. And they continue to extend their lead in the National League Central. But now they start to face after the start to look at the schedules uh cincinnati with the easiest schedule the cubs a second and then the brewers with the toughest schedule uh against teams over 500 so if the brewers win this division they will have earned this division win and it would be then kudos to them for what they have uh, accomplished but nevertheless brewers getting a sweep over the weekend and freddie peralta dealing again yesterday so some solid performances And in in addition to that, uh, the offense looked pretty good. Um, So it seems like, you know, again, it's not great. It's not stellar. But you're getting clutch hits. Uh, Although yesterday, I got to admit, I was sitting there watching the game, and I'm thinking to myself, second and third, nobody out, and you can't play to run. (laughs) Just, man, two blue pop-ups and then a strikeout where they just absolutely mowed you down. And uh, that was it. And that was a little bit frustrating. But beyond
1: that, a win's a win, so you take it. Grand Bills, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, Bill, and I am so happy to hear your voice. I'm glad you're back. I got lonely last week. (laughs)
0: Lonely, my ass. You didn't want to have to work.
1: (laughs) Well, that that, I I mean that that too. too. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Uh, What did you? What was your take? uh, Now, I didn't get a chance to watch it live, so I had to rewatch it
1: yesterday. But what was your take on uh, the Packers? Uh, in Cincinnati. That was a really fun preseason game. Like, I haven't mm-hmm. been, and I wasn't that excited going into the game. It was kind of, you know, preseason, a little overrated. Right. And, but a quarter or two quarters in, I'm like, this is as much fun as I've had probably my whole life watching Packers preseason football. And not just because of Jordan Love, but they got all these young wide receivers and tight ends. There's just a lot of reasons to watch. So it was really fun. Yeah.
0: I, uh I, th- there was a lot of stuff there. And, I, boy, uh, first of all, the kicking game leaves a lot to be desired, and those are points. And I know after hearing a couple of different uh, interviews and talking to a few people over the weekend, they're bound to determine to to stick with their current kicker because they drafted him, they invested in him, he's got a big leg, there are signs physical-wise uh, that he can do it. It's whether or not he can develop accuracy. And you're talking about points on the board, and when you're not putting points on the board on the consistent, it it becomes an issue. Um, you obviously not a lot out of Jordan Love. It was kind of a meh kind of type of performance, nothing major. Um, I guess the uh, the offensive line is somewhat deep and versatile, which is awesome. You got versatility in the secondary. Your safety position, as we just uh, had talked about last week, is probably. Uh, less deep than you would like it, tough to see uh, the, uh, the the big tight end uh, Tyler Davis go down with the ACL injury, and his season's pretty much come to an end before he even got going. So that was some uh, tough news. Uh, but, you know, in the grand scheme of things, uh, Sean Clifford did not look bad. Uh, throwing a pick six is never good. But, you know, first time out in the NFL, not a bad way to go. But it was very vanilla. There, there was not much. Uh, there was not much there that I went wow that's that's somewhat impressive because it was very vanilla play calls. Lucas Van Ness has a long way to go. I consider him uh kind of a he should be better than Rashawn Gary than when Rashawn Gary's fr- you know freshman year if you will or rookie season in the NFL, but he struggled uh and he found out very quickly that just being big and strong and having the physique isn't going to get you by. You need to have some moves. So uh rewatching that but it, overall it was you know, I, I'm not even going to say it was a win. It was a pretty good performance. Uh, there was a lot of stuff that was kind of, eh. And there was some exciting stuff, some fun stuff in there. Uh, boy, I tell you what, the over-the-top pass to Christian Watson. Now, it didn't it didn't fall, you know, into Christian Watson's hands. But, man, Watson proved that, again, that guy can get open. And if you just put it out there for him to go get it, he can go get it. So I'm anxious to see what he's going to deliver this season as being the one of the older elder statesmen when it comes to the wide receiving corps. Uh, Christian Watson Romeo Dobbs is going to be probably more more targets on the season because he's the interme- inter- intermediary guy he's going to be the guy that is uh crossing routes he's going to be the guy that's going to be quick outs safety outlets things like that uh obviously but uh but overall not a not a bad performance. Uh I didn't think it was too bad. When when you cuz all the eyes were on Jordan Love and you really didn't
1: see him that much, you know what I mean? No, but what we saw from him was pretty good. He did miss a throw on third and eight to Luke Musgrave that was wide open. And that Mm -hmm. was a bummer because that's one of those throws that we always say, well, if he can just run Matt LaFleur's offense. Well, part of that is hitting the guy on third and eight when he's open on a slant. So he did miss a throw or two like that. But let's see, you know, as he settles in throughout the preseason, hopefully starts to hit those easier throws. I tell you what, Bill, Luke Musgrave can get open too. that guy's fast. That's uh-huh. something that jumped out to me on Friday night, too.
0: The, the one thing that I saw, he ran a, a quick inside route, and he kind of, uh, not even a juke to the outside, but his dig was so hard to make a cut. He was, he was kind of almost took the coverage to the outside and then dug and then cut in over the middle, made a right-hand turn and cut in over the middle. And, man, he threw his guy off of his route. God, he did that ex- extremely well. I mean, if he's that polished already, it's like, wow. I mean, it was, and again, it's, it's one preseason game. It's one route, whatever. But, man, he that was impressive. I I completely agree with you. Uh, Sean Clifford threw the one touchdown, two picks, 208 yards. Uh, you got uh, Wicks, who ended up with three catches, 68 yards on the day, and had a couple of nice ones. But, it, you know, it, like I said, it was a fun performance. It was, it was good to see uh obviously Emmanuel Wilson is a guy now that uh, they're trying to trying to look at it a couple of long runs Patrick Taylor as well he's been there a little while AJ Dillon just a couple of carries for 14 yards nothing big he had that 11-yard carry that excited people to say he's back and then it, not much really after that uh but for the most part not a bad not a bad performance and uh, Dontavian Wick's with the three catches had that 47-yarder uh which was solid had only four targets three catches but, uh, but solid there. So not a bad day at the office uh, overall. So we're going to get uh, people's reaction to that. Uh, going to get people's re- – and we will, by the way, for those that were wondering, we will have the postgame show, uh, the Green and Gold postgame show, coming up during the regular season. So it's not gone away. We're going to be back regular season, no problem. We just don't do it the preseason. So uh, I wanted you to know that because I did have some people that were hitting me up on, on Twitter and on Facebook saying, "What what the hell? Uh, and we just don't do it during the preseason. We're still in preseason. We're still in preseason form. So there you go. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. That's the phone numbers. Want to get your reaction to what you saw on Friday night. Also, obviously, the Brewers sweep over the weekend over the Chicago White Sox. Also, we have got uh, a couple of different things going on as well. we got a cigar dinner coming up tomorrow night. Uh, going to be out on the road again. Uh, the huddles are going to be coming back. We are going to be uh, heading to a couple of locations, I'm sure, near you at some point, And uh, going to try to get out and about. So we're going to be doing uh, the Norwegian Hollow, which is going to be coming up in uh, Verroqua this year. We got a couple of uh, bars that have put in uh, via our affiliates for Green Bay. Also one up in the uh, Stevens Point area. Uh, we got a couple here in the Milwaukee area. So if you got a, an affiliate in your area and you want to get us there on a Wednesday night... Um, you know that's 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 solid, that's solid. So we're looking forward to that. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. So you can give us a shout. So there you go. Uh, this one uh, says Rick. They played against all number two. Stay calm. Uh, played all the number two. Stay calm. We'll see New England. New England, by the way, comes to town on Wednesday for some joint practices with the Packers. Just an FYI. Uh, Finola says, uh, impressed with Sean Clifford. Um, also Rick says, uh, I see Joe Barry was told to be upstairs watching the, uh, and calling plays from up in the booth, which is true, which is true. Um, which, which I, you know what? I don't have a problem with who cares. I don't care if he's on the field or if he's on, you know, as long as he's aggressive, who cares? I mean, you always have eyes upstairs. It's not like if he's downstairs, nobody's upstairs watching the game. Um, Good battles, a wide receiver, no line for the uh, best start, Brad said. Uh, well, the offensive line is there's a versatility there. There's a lot. It's, it's, you know, obviously we talked about some position battles and such. But for the most part, they, they love versatility. They love moving guys around. They love knowing guys can play multiple positions. They just do. And it was... Good to see guys be able to move around and be successful at it. The biggest thing about the offensive line for the most part is getting away healthy. I I you know, again, you know, your only significant injury was to Tyler Davis. That that's it. Beyond that, don't care. I just wanted to see him get through, you know, play well, and then obviously get through this injury free and not have to have anything sustainable that's going to affect depth wise. Uh, their starting rotation. So I was fine with that. And, and then, you play you know, obviously your team played pretty well. I mean, I know they're disappointed in Cincinnati and ready to jump off the bridge, but, you know, who cares? Beyond that, Packers played pretty well. Uh, this one's from Jack. Jack says, what a weekend. Uh, to see the Brewers sweep the Chicago White Sox, the old rivalry made me smile. To see the Packers get a win over Cincinnati was extremely solid. But what was your thoughts on Jordan Love? You have been somebody that's been down on him. I just wanted to get an honest opinion. It, well, it's not that I'm down on him. It's that I'm a realist. I just, I, you know, again, there's some people just think that what you saw in Philadelphia is going to be Jordan Love from here on out. There's optimism in that area. And and me, I've just been like, look, I, what I saw in college, he's better than what he was in college. Okay? Of course. Uh, I know he's, you know, kind of got Romeo Dubs now in his sights. He had a couple of really solid throws. He had the one miss. Christian Watson's a guy that can, can run under a ball and can run away from the ball. You've got to be able to time that, especially if you're going to have a consistent downfield threat. Um, you saw some of the athleticism, you know, that he has. There, there, there's some positives there. He's better than what he was when he came out of college, which he should be. Three years into the NFL, he's been able to work with Tom Clements. He's been able to kind of absorb everything that the NFL offense has to offer. And now it's just a matter of being able to go out and execute. And it's going to take him a little while to get it, you know, kind of get it kind of going. But, you know, I don't need 8, 10, 12 games to see if he's going to have it or not. I can tell within three, four, five games if he's going to have it or not. And we'll, we'll wait and see together. Uh, but I, I think somewhere in between Kansas City and Detroit and Philadelphia lies the truth. And whether that's better ball consistently, we'll have to wait and see. But it's not that I'm down on him. It's just that I, I look at things in a realistic light. I know it's very <laughs> it's never been done before to find back to back to back Hall of Famers to run your franchise. So the likelihood of him being that good is is slim to none. And now we'll wait and see. Uh eight seven seven, eight six seven, sixteen seventy. Uh will Magoo uh get his chance? Um I I'm gonna assume at some point he'll get a chance to throw the football. I mean, they really look. They invested in Sean Clifford. They have invested in Jordan Love. Those are the two guys. Magoo, they, they kind of know what he can bring to the table. He's already run an offense in the USFL. They've seen his wherewithal. What they want to do is the guys that have not played in any sort of professional sport before. They wa- One is one is the guy that, that they invested the franchise in, and that's Jordan Love. And the other guy is Sean Clifford. They want to find out what he has. And he's the guy that's been pretty much, um, I think for the most part, kind of the most impressive in camp so far. Uh, Jeffrey says, I was happy about the game, but Jenkins fighting has me thinking that there's still a lack of discipline within this team. And that's a problem. Um, no, not really because you're, remember these two teams were practicing against one another as well throughout the week. And when you practice against the same guys and you're going against the same guys, you know, their tendencies every day. And again, it's not, you know, like they were there for two months, but when you're there for a couple of practices and then in a game and you're both, you know, fighting for jobs, so to speak. And Elton Jenkins is a is not necessarily fighting for his job, but he's a guy that, hey, if you get a cheap shot, he's coming back from the injuries from last season. And if you're, you know, a, as he is a uh, a veteran guard in the National Football League, you're not going to take too much crap. You know, if somebody takes a cheap shot at you specifically during a preseason game. Yeah, you're going to get a little bit upset you're going to get a little bit upset no doubt uh let's do this we're going to break we're going to come back and uh, if you want to like the phone lines go ahead i want to get your thoughts on everything you witnessed the other night in cincinnati get into that discussion uh we can talk some brewers baseball brewers i you know i really uh for i think my the best term that i've heard for this brewers team is is gritty and we're now you can't you can't say you're getting lucky anymore. You can't say that you know, hey, they're getting it get done with smoke and mirrors anymore. I mean, they're they're what two and a half, three and a half games up right now in the division, over Chicago and Cincinnati, and they're still hanging tough. They're still winning ball games. Yeah, you know, Atlanta whooped their ass on the series season this year. Okay, I understand that. Maybe they're not on Atlanta's level, but come on, they've been leading the division for the most part all season long. And at this point in time, when you are sitting here on the fourteenth, damn near halfway through August, and you are going, "Oh, they're lucky." No, they're not lucky anymore. It's it's a kind of a gritty team, and you. I, I really, over the last, I don't know, a couple of weeks, I've become kind of, how do I put this? Uh, I I've I've jumped on the Brewers bandwagon with both feet, but not in the sense of going, "Here we go, we're going to win a World Series." It's more so of the. This is who they are and this is how they get it done. And they've just been gritty enough to win more ball games than the rest of the teams in their division. You know what I mean? 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 29 cents a pound. That's what they have right now, bananas, over there at Quick Trip. And uh, you don't you don't realize how much you miss Quick Trip until you finally uh, get away from it. And then you come back, which uh, I've talked about that time again. So we grabbed the bananas on the way out of town. And those were fortifying in the RV out in Sturgis, no doubt. And once we got back, oh, <laughs> one of the cool things about uh, about uh, the, uh, the Quick Trip is I went in. And you always do this. You, you you go in and use your quick rewards card. But I found that uh, Red Bull, and I get sugar-free Red Bull, the two little 8 ounces got you 15 cents off per gallon of gas. And we all know gas is on the rise again. If you haven't looked, it was three seventy-nine this morning when I went and filled up. However, when I had to fill up the RV, instead of going to the diesel pumps, I came over to the regular pumps, and I used the 15 cents off a gallon. Not a bad way to go. When you buy a couple of eight-ounce uh, Red Bulls, and you're filling up a hundred-gallon gas tank to the tune of four hundred and something dollars for diesel, so yeah, uh, you get that amount of money off. That's not a bad way to go. I don't care how much you save. That's that's awesome. Fifteen cents a gallon. So that was well worth it. But nevertheless, good stuff from our friends over there at Quick Trip, and uh, we're back at it. So Matt Lafleur, after the game, talk about what he saw. Take a listen.
1: One thing that showed up on tape, which you, you're never quite sure until you get into those games, is that I thought there was a different play style than, than we've seen maybe here um, in the past. I, I really thought these guys were were attacking it the right way, um, really in every phase, which we're really pleased with. It, again, it was one game, and we got to continue. That's just should be the first step in the journey.
0: Thoughts? a different energy and the play style and I want to get your thought because the thought is that there was there there has been a different um god how do you put this cuz you you don't want to go back and say oh by the way you know this is what it is because Aaron Rodgers isn't here anymore but Aaron carries himself Care Reed here in Wisconsin, in, in Green Bay, himself with, he's been there, done that. And it's not that he was ever passe. He expected you to be be really on your game in training camp and practice. Okay? So he did demand things. But there was always the the the, the, the tension or the the fear, whatever you want to call it, of disappointing or getting into the doghouse of, offensively speaking, of the quarterback. I mean, again, he did coach you up. He did, you know, talk to guys and such. I mean, it wasn't like he was, you know, he comes out, scolds you, and leaves. But this camp has been, I don't even know what the word is that I'm looking for it's been more relaxed but it's just it's just different it's it's more just football it's not you're not worried about personalities and you're not worried about you know words that could harm or you i i don't it's just like it's like like something has lifted you know i, I that's the best way to put it and so for Matt LaFleur to say, you know, hey, there was just a different energy. There was a different level. Um, I I would agree. There was uh, – but, but it, you know, there always is. First preseason game, guys coming out of the tunnel. Um, you know, you're facing obviously a team that's had a lot of success over the last few years, specifically with Joe Burrow, even though he's not able to play right now. Um, something that, you know, you – you amp up for and you only have three games to prove your wares So some of the younger guys and the guys that are on the back end of the roster, they obviously want to come in and play with a high level of energy. So I, I don't I don't know how to how to use the adjectives properly, but it just there's just a different sense. Like it's just
1: it's 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 a sigh of relief. I don't know how to put it. Grant there, There's something to be said for being young and dumb too like yeah. these players don't know what they don't know. They don't know what it's like to have crushing Super Bowl expectations every year. And they don't know what it's like for the most part to lose a, a gut-wrenching game in the playoffs. They're just out there playing and being dumb and having fun. And I think there's an advantage to that. And that's an advantage that maybe when the Packers were all veterans and they had, they'd gotten so close to the Super Bowl a couple of times, I think that started to wear them down and that probably affected their energy and their outlook.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I would agree with that. Um, I you know the best way I can describe it, and this was you know when I'd heard that comment and heard some of the post game stuff uh, coming out of uh, the stuff that Mike Clements had sent me over the weekend. Um, the the best way I can describe it is if we've ever, if you've ever been in a relationship and, and girl, boyfriend girlfriend whatever, and you you know you're kind of coming to the end and you're walking on eggshells and you're not really. You know, you're still an enjoying relationship, but it it's just there's a pressure because you're trying not to do the wrong thing to instigate a fight or an argument or whatever. And there's just a pressure that it's just there. And then when you finally, you know, you finally cut ties and you say, you know what, you hate to do it because you really thought there was a future here. But it's just it's just time to cut it loose and you cut it loose and you go, oh. it's not that things are better. It's just that you can relax. And there seems to be that energy back, that vibe back. That's that. That's what's there, and it's not a slap on Rogers. It's just. It's just that's the way it is, because it's just a different camp. It's just football. This camp. There's nothing else going on. There's no eyes of the world on you um, because of something that's been said in in the media via you know your superstar. And I think it's just a different camp. Speaking of that. Did you, I would assume you did, Grant, but how much did you get into the Hard knock stuff?
1: I've watched clips. I, I've watched bits here and there. I've found that if I sit down and watch it, I just get frustrated. I, I get annoyed by Robert Sala, and it just, I don't know, it, it just puts me in a mood I don't like being in. So I'm seeing the clips and, and the parts that are going viral, but I don't know that I'm going to sit down every week and watch the whole episode.
0: Maybe if I can. I I would agree with you. I got very annoyed. It, first of all, if I am... A PR person for Aaron Rodgers. This is exactly the way I wanted to be portrayed. Exactly. He was cordial. He was kind. He was open. He was honest and complimentary. He wasn't condescending. He wasn't taking backhanded, you know, slaps. Um, he was everything you would want and everything we wanted over the last couple of seasons in Green Bay that he refused to be because his underwear was in a bunch. And it's everything. So that's where the annoying factor came in between him and the, the relationship and him and Robert Sala and Sala being just all gushy-gushy. And, you know, it, it just it, – it was – exactly, if you are a PR person for Aaron Rodgers, if Rodgers was going to do a documentary on himself, that's exactly the way he would have wanted to be portrayed.
1: They did a banner PR patch-up job on Aaron Rodgers. Go ahead. Well, it's great because he he said, well, they're forcing this down our throat and we don't want to do hard knocks. Well, if they just have to do it, they might as well take it as an opportunity to show that Rodgers is this leader and and you can use it to put whatever message out there you want. Right, Bill? The Jets have final say over what makes it in and... I don't know. You can you can rig Hard Knocks to make yourself look good, and it's looking like Rogers is is doing a good job of that. And I give him credit. Yeah, for that. He,
0: he took advantage of it, and he knows exactly what he's doing. He knows exactly when the cameras are on him. He knows exactly when when he's mic'd up. Obviously, he he and he took advantage of it, and no doubt about it. But that's not what he was the last few seasons in Green Bay, and he is doing a massive. Um, patchwork on image-wise and and what many people think of him, he's done a massive patchwork on all of that. And that's I, I, that's the way, if this season turns out to be successful for the Jets, that's the way they're going to go back to that and say, look what Rodgers did to propel this team and the professionalism and the help and and the coaching and what he is on the field and off the field. They're going to go
1: back to that. I don't I, I, sorry, Bill, I don't want to complain about no, Rogers. No, okay. I don't want to complain about Rogers. Can I put out one thing? Because I think it's related to this Matt LaFleur comment. Uh last week or the week before, Rogers said something like, I think this team's biggest issue is gonna be handling success dealing with success and i'm like dude why even put that out there why why put that into the right. world and i think we heard that a lot in green bay too right whenever they'd have a loss be like well we needed to get knocked down a peg or we needed you know something to check ourselves I, that was always such a bizarre part of rogers and the packers the last couple of years maybe that's part of what matt lafleur is is noticing and maybe that's a little different i, I don't know yeah something that came yeah. to mind it,
0: it it uh first of all um it, for matt lafleur to say well it's about how they're going to handle success You have it first. You know, I mean, talk about that. If you've got a two or three, if you get out of the shoot, say after three straight wins before you come home, then you talk about handling success. You know, well, we got to be able to handle success. We got to make sure that we stay on top and work hard and blah, 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 blah. And all the, all the cliche crap. But (laughs) I mean, you know, other than that, it's just been, why would you, I agree with you. Why would you even go there? Why would you delve into that rabbit hole? Because you haven't had any success without Rodgers. Um, and Rogers, I, you know, again, I don't want to get into the Aaron Rogers thing too much, but, um, the, the only reason, you know, and, and Merlin who hates Brian Gutekind uh, said, well, he's that way because he's Gudikins free. And that's not it. And you have no idea what you're talking about. Um, when you talk to people behind the scenes, it had become so contentious Within the Packers, and sometimes it's just you're in the relationship with a a organization or what have you over a period of time, and it just you know your feathers are ruffled or whatever. But it they had said that it just became so prima donna esque that it was just it was almost insufferable, and so now going to a new team, he's got to prove himself to that team all over again. He walks in as the anointed one, but you can't just walk in and be the anointed one. You got to walk in and prove it. And that's what he's doing in New York as opposed to the last couple of years in Green Bay, where he had already proven himself. And that's why he keeps going back to MVP, 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 MVP. That's because he just that's what he's throwing in their facing. Well, I was the MVP and you, you know, I proved you wrong. He hasn't done a damn thing in New York yet. He hasn't won a game, he hasn't lost a game. So wait wait till wait till the negative side starts to pop out a little bit uh, we're late for a break let's do this we'll step out we'll take a quick break we'll come back got a lot more to get to this portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at steel tank brewing they are the post ride party supplier of the motorcycle ride coming up sunday september 3rd and our first forecast for sunday september 3rd came out yesterday and it is 78 and sunny and it feels like 80 little bit of wind hopefully that holds up through because i know this weekend right now we've got a lot of rain today and then this weekend we're going to be back in the 90s and here comes the heat but oh my goodness if that holds out that is going to be fantastic so i continue to tell you get pre-registered for this thing I, i started riding the ride yesterday to kind of go over some of the route and some of the rides and or some of the streets and uh the the ride coming from watertown into a steel tank. Perfect, really nice place, really nice ride. Great to see Dave and the gang getting everything ready already for the motorcycle ride. Steel tank brewing on Roebrook Lane in Oconomowoc right off of 67 behind the Exonia Bank. The big music venue is getting ready to open as well. They're going to be fantastic hosts with great food. We've got a lot more to come, but get registered for the motorcycle ride. Do it now. If you haven't done it already, do it now. All you got to do, if you see right now over on the, uh, the Facebook fan page and such, And YouTube, scan the QR code, get signed up. Sunday, September 3rd, we leave from the Harley-Davidson Museum downtown, and we go on our ride, and then we're going to all end up back at Steel Tank Brewing. It's going to be a hell of a ride for Fisher House, Wisconsin. So please, Fisher House, Wisconsin, because there's a fake out there right now. I want you to know that. Uh, That's not uh, our ride. It is another ride. So I and they're trying to take advantage of what the success that we've had, which is pretty pathetic, to be honest with you. But make sure you scan that QR code. This is the official ride. Going to go ahead and take a quick break. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You got the hit. Welcome back to the program, The Bill Michaels Show. Good to have you. Good to have you. This portion of the program, uh, we're going to talk to uh, Mike Clemens for a brief period of time today, a longer period of time tomorrow. But this portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Kane and Kane Jewelers. K-O-E-H-N, Kane and Kane Jewelers. They're in West Bend, and uh, they're worth the drive, by the way. K-O-E-H-N, Kane and Kane Jewelers. Go to Kane Jewelry. Dot com And uh, whether it's engagement rings, anniversary rings, wedding bands, whatever it happens to be, they can take care of you. And they've got uh, a terrific staff, whether it's a personal, uh, private uh, appointment or you just want to walk in and browse around Cane & Cane Jewelers in West Bend. They are worth the trip there. And as they always say, they want to rock your world. So thanks to Andy Kane and the whole staff at Kane & Kane Jewelry. Um, the... Uh, Oh, man, uh, I'm just kind of going through the the live stream. Mike says, Aaron's never going to forgive the Packers for drafting Jordan Love. He will carry that to his grave. His passive-aggressive behavior was getting old. Uh, Thomas says, so you wonder why Aaron is happier in New York? They want him. Well, yeah. The Packers wanted him. It's just he got mad. He got mad that he wasn't consulted about the whole Jordan Love thing. That's it nothing more than that i mean it was just it was the same reason farve got pissed off it was it's funny because i'll never forget when rogers took over and the whole farve saga came to an end and it was after family night when farve tried to come back and went into aaron campman's suite and kind of tried to force his way into ted's world and to get the fans on his side and you know, and then after it finally ended, it was it was so interesting because Aaron did his presser at his locker. And one of the things that we had talked about, he said, I just I, I'm there's a lot of things that Brett did that I'm not going to do. And he talked about the saga. He talked about, you know, the, the pressers in the media auditorium on a Wednesday instead of, you know, just kind of at the locker and kind of a you know, a, a BS round table, so to speak. And there was a lot of stuff that he didn't. But yet in the end, he not only became Favre, he became Favre 2.0. So it it just, it is what it is. It It, it very much became exactly the same situation, only it grew to a steroidal proportion because of the addition of many different outlets of social media and how much more we follow it today than we did 15 years ago. So absolutely, no doubt. Uh, This is from Jack. Jack says, hey, Bill, what grade would you give Jordan Love? For his performance the other night? I'd probably give him a C. There was nothing, you know, a B or a C. I mean, nothing spectacular there. Let's go to Denny listening to us in Holman. Denny, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Thank you very much,
2: Bill, for taking my call. I appreciate it.
0: You bet. Hey, uh, Grant did a phenomenal job for you last week. He really did a a great job when you were gone and stuff. Oh, awesome. And uh, just wanted to let you know he really made it uh, exhilarating and he made it interesting just like you do. So you picked a good guy to take your place. Appreciate it. That's awesome stuff, and I'm sure he appreciates it too. Oh, thanks, Denny.
1: There you go. What else? Oh, yeah, I think that's all he that's all he had. He was t- That's all he had. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he he wanted to ask me about the Badgers off the air and say okay. that uh and say that yeah, last week his phone I was like, "Well, I appreciate it, Danny." Well, there Thank you go.
0: Okay. Let's go to our buddy Gerard in Delaware. Gerard, what's going on today, man? How you doing? Hey, Bill. Look, we all know there's a difference between being a newlywed
2: and being married for 15 years. Yep. We all know that. So, so Rogers, he won't be with the Jets long enough to be really disliked unless he started losing right away then they'll turn on him so all that stuff that we've seen on hard knocks and all that that was such a setup it was ridiculous i was sitting there laughing so so that's the way i look at the rogers thing new yorkers will turn on you in a second if you don't Mm -hmm. win they don't care they don't care so so the other thing I wanted to discuss is there's rumors out of there that the Jets want Bakhtiari, okay? okay. I would do that, but I don't think Nyman's a, a left tackle. I don't think he's a left tackle at all. I don't know where all these Packer Twitter guys are getting that from. I, he was brutal when he played left tackle. But as far as, far as uh, Bakhtiari, I would say to the Jets, okay, you could have him make the one permanent, you know the first round draft, and give us a second round pick, and mm-hmm. and then he's gone. That's the way I would look at it. Jets are desperate; they need they need a tackle. There's no doubt about yeah. it. So that's the way I was looking at. it. And I tell you what, I was looking at individuals. I watched the preseason game twice. It was they, they have some talent there. I mean, you know, the Packers. Yeah. They they look like they have some depth at wide receiver. The kid Wilson looked pretty good. And I saw that there was thirty teams that wanted to sign Wilson after he was cut by Denver, and he ended up saying he wanted to go to the Packers. So that's a plus. Mm-hmm.
0: You know? Yeah. So I, I was, uh, I was
2: pretty... No, go ahead. No, no, no. I was pretty pleased with the depth and some of the talent on the team, and that's what I looked at. I look at athletes, and then I look at can they be football players. That's the way I look at it. And do they want to be football players? You see? So that's the way I sort of analyze uh, these things, guys like Cox, and banks, the other linebackers—they look like they have ability. Yeah. So, so that and you know, and a couple other guys. I was and he, the wide receiver, looked outstanding. And uh, so, I, I see some positives there. So, and I thought Love looked pretty good. I, I'd give him, I'd give him a B maybe, but uh, I thought he looked good. And Clifford's got, you know, Clifford was like that at Penn State. Don't forget, I live near the area, and right. I'm in Delaware, but it's very close to uh, Pennsylvania. And I don't like Penn State. I'm a Notre Dame guy, but I watch some of their games. And I've seen him play. He's always he's always had the guts, you know, the gunslinger guts. So, right. You know, you, you you don't know. But I was pleased with it. We'll see what happens. I guess, what is it where most of the starters are going to play longer? Because there's only three exhibition games. Is it going to be the second or third one that they're going to play longer? Are they going to do that like they used to do? Or how are they going to well, do that?
0: I would assume if you're going to play the starters longer, it would probably be game two, and then game three is basically for guys that are trying to make the team. So that that's the way it's always been. Like, Remember, it used to be the third game, the third preseason game, the starters would play, and then the starters wouldn't even play in the, the fourth preseason game. Now you would assume if they're going to play longer, it'll be this upcoming game against the Patriots at home, and then the guys that are trying to make the squad so they can evaluate the full roster play more heavily in that in that third preseason game just to see who needs it.
2: Right, and would you do that? Would you move Bakhtiari for that, for making a one permanent and and a a second-round pick?
0: You know, that's tough, and the reason being is because if you take Bakhtiari off of that offensive line, you suddenly expose the new young quarterback to the possibility Mm -hmm. of pressure, and I don't know if I want to all of a sudden expose his his left side to pressure, you know, and... uh, on one hand I get it because there's a value there. On the other hand, what happens if you get him hurt right away? Because your left tackle position has become that much weaker. But well, I, I, think, I, but, I but, think... but but Gerard, I'll say this for a guy that's been banged up the last couple of years and a guy that just finally got back into a rhythm last season, you're not quite sure what you have in him when it comes to the ability to kind of withstand a full entire the workout, you know, workout so to speak of a mm-hmm. full season since that knee injury. Maybe it's something where you just say, you know what, you might have a little bit of damaged goods. Maybe we, maybe you do make that deal if you're going to get yourself some future. Huh? Maybe you do make that deal.
2: Well, you know, and you could always wait up to the trade deadline. Maybe you wouldn't get as much, but uh, right, you know, you, you could do that also. You know, to see how the team is going. You well, know, the that, other that's thing that's is, is watch the next to the couple the
0: of preseason, watch the next couple of preseason games, and if that offensive line looks even worse. Then they're going to be even more desperate to trade for a guy like Bakhtiari. So then maybe you get more out of them. Yeah, yeah.
2: So I think yep. it's I think it's a possibility. So they've been talking it up. You know, that's all. I, you know. So thanks a lot, Bill. Let's keep our fingers crossed. Huh?
0: Right. All right, bud. Talk to you soon. There you go. That's our buddy Gerard listening to us in Delaware. Delaware. Good stuff. Uh, let's do this. Uh, we're going to go and take a quick break. We're going to come back and then, yeah, you would have, you would take, if Bakhtiari were to be traded, you would have a cap issue as well. And I don't know specifically what that hit would be, but I would have to take a look at it real quick. But nevertheless, uh, we can also, um, we could also take a look at that, too. So let's do this. We're going to step out, take a quick break, come back. Got a lot more to get to. Hey, by the way, when you uh, start looking for uh, the Packers game this weekend or you're going to be going to Brewers games or anything upcoming, uh, don't forget to take the f- shuttle from our sa- friends at Stanny. second and national in Walker's Point. As they say, you should be here, award-winning Bloody Marys. They're back into the Bloody Mary business, too, by the way. Where they're back into uh, entering the contests after taking a couple of years off because they were winning everything and people were getting mad at them, so they didn't want to make anybody mad at them, so they just quit entering, uh, but they're back at it now. So our friends at Stenny's, second and national down at Walker's Point, best place to go for wings, best sports bar, and shuttles to all the games. That's our friends from Stenny's. Ready! This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. to have you back. The Bill Michaels Show. Hey, I can't say thanks enough to our friends from Road, Track, and Trail in Big Bend, Wisconsin. And when we were at Road America, when we were in Sturgis, uh, they gave us the use of a Can-Am Defender uh, to get around and to be able to, you know, haul the equipment for the show around and such. And and they're they're just great people. Nick and the staff are fantastic. And uh, we can't say enough about them. But they also are the largest in the world. Right here in our own backyard, uh, when it comes to uh, motorcycles, you uh, new and used, or used motorcycles, I should say, and uh, they've got uh, side by sides, UTVs, ATVs, snowmobiles, the largest dealer in the world, and it's right here in our own backyard. They have a huge inventory. Go to road, track dot com. That's RoadTrackAndTrail.com. dot com. Huge, huge supporters of the motorcycle ride coming up on sunday september 3rd it's right around the corner so get registered if you haven't already And the pre-registration packages are fantastic we'll talk more about them coming up in the next hour and we got a lot to get to uh, over the next few hours as well uh, gonna hear some more sound out of green bay mike clements has been all over it we're gonna hear from some of the guys inside the locker room including matt lafleur packers getting back on the practice field they've got joint practices coming up with uh, the patriots beginning on wednesday as they get ready for the game this weekend against new england at lambeau field so we got all that coming up and uh, obviously we haven't really touched too heavily on the brewers just yet but uh, the brewers uh, pretty much their rotation if they just get it back into a groove their rotation pretty much back to full strength and uh man uh, what kind of a contender can can they be pitching wise And we'll get into all of that coming up as well after they get a sweep over the lowly Chicago White Sox over the weekend. Stay tuned. Three more hours yet to go on this rainy Monday edition of the Bill Michaels Show. Glad to be back and back from Sturgis. We had a great time, but it's always good to come back home. It's it's really good to stand in a regular shower, too. (laughs) Let me tell you that. More of the Bill Michaels Show coming up next.